What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Face Off with Chris. I'm Chris Francisco. Zach Francisco is back with us. Zach, what's going on, man? How are you? Not so much. Been uh, pretty good. How about yourself? Doing the best I can, man. Do you uh, Have you ever watched the show Wicked Tuna? Yes, I love that show. Oh my god, we're uh, we're about midway through the most the the season that's going on right now. I think it's about the end actually, but man, I love that show. My wife and I we watch that show literally every night. We watch an episode like a, a night. It's awesome. Well, it's basically become like a competition now between her and I, where we try to guess how many inches the fish is and how much it weighs, and then how much price per pound they get and it's almost like like that's one of the reasons why we watch it because you know if anybody is there hasn't hit stop yet since we're talking about wicked tuna um like if you've watched at least two or three seasons out of the 12 they all you'll literally hear them repeat themselves 900 times an episode it's it's hilarious but um we love the show it's pretty amazing to see these just massive massive fish um but it's great we i, I love it if I wasn't so, I don't want to say deathly terrified of the ocean, I would love to go tuna fishing, but I get, you know, unruly sick out in the ocean. So unless they can find a drug that's strong enough to make sure I can handle anything that gets rough out there in the ocean on a, on a charter boat to go tuna fishing, I just don't think that's hey, going to be something I'm going to be doing. Yeah, <laughs> I can't but, even handle the bay. <laughs> the bay is easy. I love uh, fishing in the bay. The bay is, I, was, I love it. I was throwing up for about an hour and 30 minutes when I went. Holy cow. In the bay? Yeah, I was about, wow. it was like maybe t- it took me like maybe 45 minutes to an hour to get sick. To eat. Oh, yeah. It, uh, it's crazy. It, it could take a long time. Yeah. Like I was fine that we were driving. And then once we stopped and then we we're. <laughs> They were fishing, and that's when it hit me. And then I fell asleep for like an hour on a boat. And I was like, "Yeah, I gotta go in." Oh, that's that's this awful. Was, this, this was probably like about maybe eight years ago. Mm, yeah. So I mean, look, it might have changed because for about ten years, I had no issues going fishing in the ocean. And then one time, went out there, and I felt sick from the second we left the dock until. I finally got back like maybe two hours later. I never, thank God, I never vomited or anything like that. But boy, I had, I probably had, you know, like a, a symptoms of vertigo for like two days. It was awful. It was so bad. I couldn't eat. I mean, I, I could, I only wanted water. So it was just crazy. But notwithstanding, let's talk about water that's frozen and that's on ice. And let's talk about hockey. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Flyers. Zach, I wanted to talk about a couple things initially. The very first thing that we had talked about, we we're going to do some player reviews. Um, I forget the players that we were talking about. I had them written down here. It was Noah Cates, Cam York, and was it Morgan Frost maybe? Or Ellen uh, Tippett. It was Tippett, Fra- it was yeah. Tippett uh, York, and Cates. I want to pivot and call a little bit of an audible here because there's a lot going on. We are exactly a week from the draft. And I was talking to a couple of, of my main sources today. Um, and basically, I got back in a text message from one of them who are very connected uh, to other sources and very connected to the Flyers who simply tweeted me, fireworks. 
And that tells me, well, something's going to happen. So, you know, we went back and forth a little bit and uh, I was told that between tomorrow, which is Thursday and up until the draft, a lot, a lot of things are going to be either happening or are going to be rumored. So, and I posted this on, on Twitter because this happens during MLB trade deadline, NBA, NFL, and especially the NHL. Please, please, please be careful who you believe on social media when it comes to rumors. Okay. There's clowns everywhere. There's people who have a big platform who work on radio um, or have, you know, a lot of followers on Twitter who will literally create fake rumors or they will, which is very popular, copy and paste rumors from other insiders and actually say, oh, this is coming from me. Um, only for them to take credit that they knew something if something does go down or they will run and hide when things don't go down. Whereas I, I will basically kind of repeat what I'm told um, and if it doesn't happen, then I admit, look, this just fell through the Carter Hart thing. There's quite a few of us who were right on the Carter Hart thing. But look, things just faded away. They they were working on a couple of deals for Carter Hart, and then they just stopped because of the Hockey Canada investigations. That's what happens, especially as we get closer to the draft. Danny Briere is getting multiple offers all the time. I'm sure as we're talking right here, Danny Briere is either texting or on a phone call with different general managers and whatnot on what can possibly be done. It happens all the time, especially a team like the Flyers who are literally a week away from a massive draft. And it's already been reported, and I've reported this on Twitter as well, that the Flyers are literally – and I – and I've already reported this, and it's already come out now. Uh, Anthony DeMarco of the fourth period reported this. Um, and I think maybe Frank Saravalli did as well, that the Flyers are trying really, really hard to have additional first-round draft picks, more than what they already have. As it stands right now, for next Thursday, the Flyers are scheduled, to, as of this moment, to pick 7th and 22nd, correct? Um, yeah. I firmly believe, Zach, that the Flyers want to get back into at least the top 15, maybe the top 12. So, and, and I think the only way to do that are Travis Konechny, uh, a package maybe that involves Konechny and Travis Sanheim. Uh, Carter Hart can probably get you up to that, to that part. Um, I don't know. So, but what we do know is that the Flyers are trying really hard to have probably two top 15 picks plus the 22nd. Maybe they package that 22 to move up uh, as well. But the moral of the story is here, there's a lot of moving and shaking going on within the Philadelphia Flyers, and it is going to be a wild next seven days. Um, so tonight I'll, I kind of want to talk about those rumors. Um, Frank Serfali put out an article of his top, um, what was it? Um, his top 40 trade targets going into um, the trade, uh, I'm sorry, the draft. And this, the Philadelphia Flyers have six in the top 40, according to Frank, with Konechny and Sanheim, uh, you know, being two of those. Uh, he has, you know, obviously Kevin Hayes is on there. Um, 
And it, it it's crazy uh, that the Flyers could possibly have six guys that are on their way out. I don't believe that's going to happen. And I, I'll kind of talk about a little bit what my thought process is in terms of if certain players move, who's going to stay? And I'll get into that. But um, as I'm rambling on here, uh, Zach, as we are a week away from the draft, what's your feeling? Like what are if they just go into next Thursday or next Wednesday and they um, they keep the seven and the 22 and then that's that's what they get. Maybe they make a trade where they get next year uh, first round draft picks for next year. Are you happy if going into next week right now with just the seventh and the twenty second overall? Um, as of right now, yeah, I'm 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 happy with it. Um, uh, but I I with the twenty second overall, I I would still like to get back into at least the top fifteen, and somehow keep my seventh, obviously, but. The only way you could possibly do that is if you get rid of Konechny or someone like Carter Hart. But mm-hmm. so you look I, at, um, so I'm sorry, but you look at. Let's just talk. Let's let's start with the Travis Konechny thing, and that was actually one of the questions from a fan they asked me um, regarding. Uh, this is from Brian who asked me um, the latest on the possibility of trading Travis Konechny. So let, let's look at this. He's 26 years old. Um, what's so attractive about Travis Konechny is one, his age is 26. Another thing is he has a pretty darn good contract. He's got two more years left at 5.5 million annual. Um, and you know, of, of all the players on the big board of the, of the flyers uh, of players that are available, you know, he's probably the most valuable trade chip. Um, he fits any team's, you know, big board of age. He's 26. He's right there. He's locked up for two more seasons at a ridiculously reasonable cap hit. And he is a player who, based on last year, he scored 30 goals last year in 60 games. That's an over 40 goal pace um, for a kid, uh, for a guy. Um, when he's when he's on, and he has an edge to him too, which a lot of teams love. Um there's times where he's almost like a Brad Marchand, right? He has like that Brad Marchand edge to him, like that fierceness the way he plays on the ice. Um, so hey, the question, Brad Marchand. me too. So, but why would the Flyers trade him? Right? For one, his value has never ever been higher than it is right now, and especially because it is a weak free agent class we're hitting, and there's a flat cap, right? Second. We are clearly under a mega, um, a, a mega rebuild here. Um, you know, it might take three to five years from the get to where they actually end up want to be, which is a Stanley Cup contender. And Konechny will be, you know, if you're talking four years from now, you're, you're talking about a 30 year old and, you know, he's more valuable right now um, with, with, with that contract. We, we know that Detroit has already made it known. The Red Wings have made it very clearly known that they need scoring and they need wingers. Well, Detroit, do I have somebody for you? And that is, you know, Travis Konechny. Do I want the Flyers to trade Travis Konechny? No, I don't. But do I understand why they're shopping him? Absolutely. You're in a full-blown rebuild, and he is going to bring you a pretty good 
I don't like using the word haul, but he's gonna bring he's gonna bring you a good haul in return. Why not look into the idea of trading? You're probably your most talented player, right? So, um, we know Detroit has called Toronto, Winnipeg. Um, there's a couple other teams as well that are I know for a fact they're in. I've even been told from one source that Pittsburgh has called. Um, but I know I'm, I'm sure that's not going to happen at all. Um, yeah. Your thoughts, Zach, on trading Travis Konechny? Because I know for a while you hated the fact that I was even talking about trading Travis Konechny. But I feel like your your mind has changed a little bit or maybe your tune has changed a little bit. Um, your Your thoughts or opinion on trading TK? Uh, I, I would like for him to stay, but I mean, the way, the way it's looking is if you, the, the way the draft is this year and there's so much talent in the first round mm-hmm. and if you can just trade him to, to get back in like the top 15 or whatever, then you're looking at a still pretty good play you're getting in the draft mm-hmm. that, that could possibly be I mean obviously they're gonna be seventeen or eighteen years old, but they could possibly be better than connect me the way this draft is. But mm-hmm. five five point was it five point five million he's making? Five and a half for the next two years is a pretty yeah. like tremendous contract to right. as you're getting into um you know, the way the flat cap hits. And in terms of a guy that can score 40 goals a year, possibly, it's pretty good. Yeah, and he's only 26, but, I mean, mm-hmm. he's by far, I mean, maybe not by far, but maybe maybe close to it that he's the best player on our team as of right now. Uh, mm-hmm. The way I saw last season, but. If it gets you a good good pieces in return for to, to start the rebuilding, why not do it? I guess, but you yeah, still got young true. players, so yeah, that's a good point. And the other guy uh, that's been talked about now, it's been brought up a lot in the past couple of days, is Travis Sanheim. So twenty seven years old, he played eighty one games last year, seven goals, sixteen assists, twenty three points, and it's it's as if. Chuck Fletcher wanted to jam the knife into the hearts of the the Flyer fans one last time by giving this guy an eight year contract worth worth fifty million dollars. Um, however, his contract has not yet hit yet. So when it does, like it, so it was signed last October, right? So given where the Flyers are heading. It makes almost like zero sense to pay a defenseman like Travis Sanheim um, for the next eight years through his 35th birthday and the fact that he sucks. So there's there's two big things. He sucks, and you don't want to pay a guy $6.25 million up until he's 35 years old. It just doesn't work out. That That's not how things work when you're rebuilding a franchise. Um but, you know, the big question still is, is given that free agent crop, which we've talked about is weak, would a team, you know, sign Sandheim to, a, to to that contract if he hit the free agent market in a month from now? The answer is likely yes. In free agency, you 
95% of the time will overpay for a player, and especially if it's a player of need. Um, so, uh, so it looks like it's going to be a more and more reasonable cap hit because the cap is going to continue to increase every year. So, like, if you're thinking about tra- training Travis Sandheim, which you should, I hope I never see him in a Flyers uniform again, um, what could they get? So the value may be in not having Sandheim at all. That's probably the biggest thing that we can get in return in a Travis Sandheim trade is not having him anymore. You know, that, and and this would be an amazing, amazing move for Danny Briere because it it would be, um, Sandheim would get moved before his full no trade clause kicks in on July 1st. That son of a bitch, Chuck Fletcher, was such a poison to this city. And uh, I hope he suffers for the, till the end of time for what he did to this franchise by who, who in their right mind would offer Travis bleeping Sanheim a, a full no trade clause for eight years, such a clown and a mindless spineless general manager, Chuck Fletcher was. Um, so your thoughts uh, after my nice little rant there on Travis Sanheim, Zach, your, your, your thoughts on, on, on Sanheim and him possibly being moved. He sucks. <laughs> I there there was the uh I was on YouTube uh, the other day, and he got interviewed. I forget who it was, but I think it was during a locker room cleanout, whatever it said, mm-hmm. or, lock, or locker room day or whatever. The exit exit interviews. Hey, exit. And one of the guys he he got asked, uh, so what are you doing this summer? He goes, I'm just relaxing. And I saw in the comments and someone posted, relaxing, you should be hitting the gym and stop being soft. <laughs> He's a very soft player. He very sucks. soft. Yeah. He yeah. does need to hit the gym and he needs to work on his skill. You shouldn't you don't say, no, you're gonna you're gonna relax this summer. You don't deserve to relax. I agree. And you it was very clear very early on. And you know, I, I talked to people within within that 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 world that are in that locker room every day that were telling me that, you know, Sanheim wasn't necessarily the most popular guy. Um, and he wasn't really one of those guys that uh, had a big fan of in, in John Tortorella. And if you can't, if you get under the skin of John Tortorella, then you're doing something wrong because when in the end, all Tortorella really asks for is that if you bust your ass, if you bust your ass and you work hard, um, you're not really going to have a problem with John Tortorella. So that's that's where I'm at with Travis Sanheim. I don't care what they get in return because getting that contract before it hits off those books is such a win for this franchise. So that's that's what I hope to see. Um, and like, let's look at another player that's kind of like the opposite of a Travis Sanheim, and that's Tony D'Angelo. 27, played 70 games last year, had 42 points. He's got one more season at $5 million um, uh, as his Avril, uh, as his AAV. Um, he was set as a, as a healthy scratch for a pretty good stretch of time. Um, but it, it's crazy because you look at, like, why was D'Angelo good enough to play every night in one of the best defensive corps with Rod Brindamore and the Hurricanes? But, you know, he's getting he's a healthy scratch with the Flyers. I don't know what the issue was between him and Tortorella. However, 
70 games played, 42 points for a team like this. You know, he's on, on a full season on a pretty decent team. Again, he's a 50-plus point player on a much more talented team. Um, I, I It seems to be a question of when and where, not if D'Angelo will be on the move. I just feel like, is it going to be in two weeks? Is it going to be this summer? Or is it going to be next year's trade deadline? If you ask me, based on what I'm told and from my digging, I believe Tony D'Angelo will be moved at some point this summer. I just don't exactly know where or when. Um, your your thoughts on on Tony D'Angelo possibly being moved? Because if let's just say let's say hypothetical Travis Sandheim gets traded by next week, right? That means right. in a three week span. Three to four week span, the Flyers lose three of their top three defensemen. They lose their top three defensemen. They lose Ivan right. Provorov. They lose Sanheim and Tony D'Angelo. On the surface, that's like holy crap. That's that's really tough for an NHL franchise to lose your top three defensemen. However, if you dig into it, not that bad of, of a loss, especially in a rebuild because they have other players that they're going to put in there and you can always go out and get a defenseman and to, to, you know, to log up some of those minutes um, and to be guys that can, that can work hard and be good for the room. Uh, your opinion on, on D'Angelo and moving, possibly moving him. Um, man, I, I think he's a really good player, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, I don't think he's going to get moved. Uh, anytime soon. I, I mean, I, I can see him getting moved at the deadline, maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe even finishing out his the his final season on the contract and just let him walk mm. free in the summer in that summer. But I mean, I don't like the idea of him getting moved right now because he only has one year left. So mm-hmm. the, the five millions, the five million dollars, isn't really hurting them. So. Mm-hmm. It's a great cap hit to move, and it's and it's one one year left, so it's not like somebody's trading for D'Angelo and they got to sign him right away. They still got a full year, almost like a show me a show me five million dollars. So, um, so now, here's... now I, I go ahead. I did hear that uh, uh, Carolina Hurricanes are are um, looking at Tony D'Angelo again. Oh, bring him back. I think if yeah, watch the playoffs, I think would probably see that he was a needed a needed player for the hurricanes. Um I, I think they're they're gonna they might lose uh Brett Pesci, I think his name is. Yes. On David Pesci. Pesci. So they need a uh, a right handed D man, so why not bring back D'Angelo? Even though that's I mean that's not I think makes Pesci's sense. better, but no it makes total sense. Um so here was what I wanted to say about I'm going to kind of circle back to connect me and it's going to include Scott Lawton because again, Scott Lawton has also been in a lot of trade talks. I was talking to somebody today regarding the Lawton and TK thing. Here's my thoughts on it. This is my opinion. You guys can take it for what it's worth. Again, this is another question um, that was sent in um, is what I think about Scott Lawton being traded. I don't think it's going to happen. And I mean, I don't want to say it's definitely not. In my opinion, I think Konechny gets traded before Lawton. So here, here's my thought process on this. If you trade 
Travis Konechny, I don't think you can get rid of Scott Lawton. If you trade Scott Lawton, I just don't think you can trade Travis Konechny unless you are offered an incredible, an incredible deal. Um, and the reason I say that is with this roster being as young as it is and where they are in a rebuild, you need to have a veteran voice in that locker room. You need to have leadership. You can't just have a bunch of 22 to 24 year olds um, around there with no veteran or no, you know, flyer veteran in there to, to help guide this ship where you want it to go. So to me, if you trade Travis Connecting, you got to keep Scott Lawton in there for another year. If you trade Scott Lawton, then you're, you, I feel like you, you have to, uh, if, if and you got to keep, if you trade Scott Lawton, you got to keep TK. That's just my opinion. You got to keep one of these two guys to be the, the ones in, in that locker room uh, leading the way because you don't know what you're going to get out of Sean Couturier. Um, you got rid of Ivan Pro, you traded Ivan Provorov. Uh, who was here for a while? Travis Sandheim is probably on his way out. Um, I don't. Not many people listen to Kevin Hayes anyway. Um, so he's he's somebody that could be on his way. I mean, it's most likely on his way out. No, in one way, shape, or form, you will not see Kevin Hayes back with the Philadelphia Flyers in 2023. So, um, yeah. I mean, what's your thoughts on 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 what I said there about if you trade one, you got to keep the other? I agree with you. You. you- Definitely uh, needs some veteran presence. So I would say uh, I'm leaning if I I would rather get rid of Konechny and just keep Lawton. So I think Lawton can be a better leader than Konechny as a veteran. So well, I like keeping Lawton because he's also cheaper. (laughs) Right. And he still has really good cap hit and he has like. I think it was like three years. Three left. years left at three million. That's pretty and damn good. So to me, to me, you keep Lawton, you strap the C on him, and you keep him here for three more years. That's what I do. Right. I would finally name a captain, and I think Lawton's deserved it. He is the most respected. He's the most respected player in that locker room. So that's why it's going to be very, very difficult for the Flyers to move him. Like again, you're gonna have to offer the Flyers a top fifteen, a top seventeen pick to move him. Um, so that's that's where I stand in all of this. I'm not gonna talk about Carter Hart because it, it's at a standstill. We won't know anything for a while. Uh, Kevin Hayes, we've already talked about him. Uh, we talked about him last week with Bill Meltzer. Um, I'm just looking forward to the day where the Philadelphia Flyers are Kevin Hayesless. That's gonna be one of my favorite days ever. Um, and, and then Sanheim. We, oh, Sanheim would be oh my gosh, Sanheim is piece of crap. It's unbelievable uh, they get to to not to not have Sanheim. But the Flyers, once they do deal these guys, man, they got work to do. You know, you got to replace the the production, you got to replace the players, you got to replace the minutes. So a lot of these young cats, man, it's next season is going to be one of the most exciting seasons in a long time because you're going to have 82 games of a lot of young dudes with. Everything to prove, um, you know. Danny Briere said it. Kevin uh, Keith Jones said it. You know, if you you got to prove to me that you deserve to be here, you got to prove to me that you want to be a Philadelphia Flyer. So you know, that's why I think keeping a guy around like a TK or a Lawton is very important because you got to have somebody. 
that carries that flyer culture um, in, in, you know, each and every day in practice, which is very important. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Okay. Getting out of current players. I want to now talk about like the, the uh, let's kind of talk about the, the, each of us give the number one player you want the Flyers to draft at number seven, because I don't think the Flyers are trading number seven unless they can move up to the top five. So as we sit here right now, I think the Flyers will keep that seventh overall pick. There's a lot, a lot of great players that are going to be available at that seven spot. A lot of good players could drop to number seven for all we know that were projected in the top five or six. We don't know that. However, I have a clear cut guy that I want at number seven. I, I would like to know who your clear cut guy is for number seven. So uh, I'll ask you first, who do you want most at that number seven spot? Uh, I, I have, to be honest, I have uh, two people. I, I have one we person can... dropping. Okay. From the fifth spot mm-hmm. to the seventh spot. Mm-hmm. But so go guy, ahead. I, I really don't want him the most, but it, it's Will Smith. He's a I, have, I mean, he's gonna go I, top five. I have him dropping seven. Holy to the Flyers. Yep. That would be literally one. The fact that a guy named Will Smith is gonna actually <laughs> he's gonna play for a Philadelphia <laughs> team is you know the story writes itself. But that would be absolutely wild. If the Flyers can get Will Smith at seven, yep. I don't think it's happening. But go ahead. Yeah, I just I just think he's be a great player, and he's a really good playmaker. He can score goals also, and very good passer. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't I mean he's he's pretty I mean I guess he has like good good speed, but he's not that fast. But he's quick. But I he's he's a right handed shot, which. I don't like, but mm-hmm. we have, we have too many right handers on right handers on our team. I mean, I know that's probably not a thing to have too many right handers, but I like lefties more. But uh, it's a good uh, point. My other guy is um, I re- I really want Ryan Leonard. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, he will be a perfect flyer. I agree. And that's the guy that I want the most. So let, let's just kind of go over, go over that for a second. So look, I don't think Will Smith has dropping the to seven, but look, we've been shocked before the last couple of drafts. There's been some pretty good shocks. Um, so let's look at Ryan Leonard. One. I love a kid. He's a, he's an American. Love it. I love that idea out of Boston college, yeah. uh, 18 years old. He's from Amherst, Massachusetts. Um, He's 5'11", 180, and when I think of 5'11", 180, I think of Mike Richards. Um, he shoots right-handed, which is phenomenal. Um, he, I just think he's a dangerous, dangerous player with the puck in the offensive zone. Um, I think he's got a wicked, wicked pro-caliber shot. Great, hand. he has his his hands are deceivingly great. Like they're so, so good and so fast. Um, so I, 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 I just think he, he's phenomenal. He can facilitate very well. Also, um, he, he finds guys in, in, in really tight situations. Um, 
I just I just feel like he is so versatile and just so good. Um, I just I love watching this kid play. I mean, he was unreal for the U.S. national uh, under 18 team. He had eight, 94 points in 57 games with 51 goals. So um, I, I just think he's a stud. I think he's a flat out stud. Um, that's that would be uh, that would be probably that's who I want most at number seven. Um, do you agree? Well, like I know you've watched some video, but I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you. Do, do you think he's one year away? Not I think he's one year. So he's going to Boston College. I mean, that's that's literally like the the premier college if you're a United States hockey player is 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 BC. So I'm assuming he'll do one year. I mean, if things go great, maybe two years. When you're in a rebuild like this, you don't want to necessarily rush a guy like that. Um, but he is 18 years old. He'll be 19 in January. So that's he might be somebody that you could see coming up in two years with a cutter Gautier. Yeah, I think he. I think he'll come up at the same time as Cutter Gautier, maybe, but maybe a year after that. But uh, I, I think he'll be a perfect fit. So I agree. And 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 the reason why I'm saying um, Will Smith at seven is because number five. In one of the Montrecks, they have the Canadians picking Ryan Leonard. Mm-hmm. And at number six, they had the Coyotes picking Zach Benson. Mm, okay. Who, who they're saying that is better than Will Smith skill-wise. Um, so that's why I have Will Smith dropping a seven. But if Will Smith drops a seven, who would you, who would you want? Oh, <laughs> don't do this to me. Um, man, who, who would I, I mean, he's another, man, I really don't know who would I want. Oh, do I want Ryan Leonard? I'm going to be honest, man. I think I would take Ryan Leonard. I, I don't know why. I just feel like, I, I just feel like his upside is just, it's just, it's so so good. Um, I mean, he's another Boston College kid. I mean, he's six foot one seventy, so he's an inch taller, but he's also about ten pounds lighter than than yeah. Leonard. He's a center, shoots right handed as well. Um, but he's so gifted. He if if you guys want to watch like someone that can just flat out handle a puck, you know, Will Smith is a human highlight reel. Like literally, he is incredible. Um. I just think overall as an overall package, I really like um, Ryan Leonard. And I know it sounds stupid because again, Ryan Leonard and um, Will Smith play on the same U S national 18 team. And (laughs) Will Smith had 127 points in 60 games, including 51 goals. So Will Smith is pretty friggin' incredible, but I don't know, man. I just feel like there's this intangible that I can't shake from Ryan Leonard. And I really, really enjoy watching that dude just play hockey. But look, if they get Will Smith at seven, I would be over the moon to have that guy. Um, But yeah, I mean, so do you see any, 
who would here's a good question for you and before we get to a couple fan questions who would the who would it take for you to dislike the pick at seven like did they like who can you see would be like a reach at number seven uh I would say maybe Kobe Barlow, mm-hmm. which I, uh, I've seen a couple of people say that Kobe Barlow can go as high or as, as maybe as low between the eighth and the eleventh pick. Mm-hmm. I so, I would not be happy with Dalibor Dvorsky. No, I I, I, I would not be happy with him whatsoever. I really think you can get Darbor Dvorsky at around the fifteenth. I agree. If you if you can get um, the seventh fifteenth to the seventeenth pick and and Dvorsky's there, that's probably a steal. Um, right. But again, you just don't know if the kid's going to come to the NHL or not. So that's why it, it's it's t- not. I'm sorry that that's that's Mitchkoff. Um, Dvorsky's just um, he put up decent numbers against you know, other like dudes that are a little bit older than him. He's got raw talent. Um, and again, if he drops to like that out of the top 15, then it would be become one of the biggest deals of the draft. But if they draft Dvorsky at seven, I'm going to throw my phone through a wall. Yeah, I, I don't think they're really, um, I, don't, I don't think they're really looking at him anymore, to be honest. I think I think they have their guys who they want. And I don't think Dvorsky's even in that conversation anymore. I hope not. Um, I guess we'll know more as we get closer. Uh, okay. Right. Let's wrap things up and we'll get to a couple fan questions here. Um, let me see here. I had a couple of questions that people wanted me to ask um, or that want people wanted me to answer. So let's see what we got. Um, okay. Here it is. Who is your Chris? Uh, who is your favorite Philadelphia Flyer uh, of all time? And then who was your first favorite Flyer? So my first favorite Flyer was Rod Brindamore, uh, 1996. I remember when I became a huge fan of Brindamore. Um, so Brindy was my was my very first uh, favorite hockey player. My favorite Flyer. Um, my favorite all time Flyer is hands down is uh, Mike Richards. So that'll, you know, that's, that's my number one. Um, yeah. So there you go. Thank you for that question. Uh, next question comes from Tim. Uh, your favorite moment as a flyer fan of your life in your life. My favorite moment as a flyers fan is the 2010 cup run, the 2009, 2010 season as a whole. Um, but that 2009, 10 cup run was so special it was historic for one being down 0-3 in the series to the Bruins they get to game seven the Bruins go up three nothing in the first period and you're thinking oh god we're in Boston game seven down three already at the first period just wrap this one up the Flyers come back and score four unanswered goals and then they they make history um they come back down from an 0-3 and you know also Covering that team every single day that season was 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 awesome. You know, Chris Pronger gets there, and I I get to cover a Hall of Famer. I get to talk to Chris Pronger every day. Um, it was 
it was just special to be around that team um, and to be part of, of a cup run, you know, being on it from a media side and getting to have access that so many people would love to have. Um, it was special, man. Being in that locker room, like during the playoffs and seeing one, what people don't understand. And I'm sure it's come out a couple of times now. People do not understand fans, especially how damaged and hurt those players were even going into the East, um, the East semifinals against the Bruins. Simone Gagne was coming off a broken foot. He shouldn't even been playing. And Simone Gagne was incredible. Jeff Carter was hurt from start to finish. Mike Richards was playing with two. Both of his labrums were torn. Um, and then he tore them at around like the 20th game of the season. Um, Scott Hartnell was was really hurt. Denny Briere was hurt. Anyone that you can think of in, on that team, they were hurt bad. I mean, they were literally – you didn't have enough ice in the building after each game for these guys, and it was sad. But, look, hockey players, I've said this before, they're built different. They're different human beings. You know, football players get a little bit of time off when they go to the sidelines. They get a lot of time off the slowest game in the world. Baseball players, well, we all know, they stand around for a long time. The, the, what's grueling about baseball is the schedule. Every single day for six months is really difficult. Um, basketball players, I get it. I mean, they, they, they're they probably close. I mean, they can kind of pace themselves. Hockey is balls of the wall, physical for two hours, two and a half hours. And then they practice every day on top of that. So, Different animal. The 2010 run is my favorite. The only thing that will ever top that is if the Flyers win a Stanley Cup in my lifetime, which I, I think they they will. I mean, I I just think that eventually it comes around. Um, but yeah, that that's my favorite moment. Um, here's another one from Brandon. Chris, who do you want them? I'm sorry. Who? Oh, if the Flyers can trade back into the first round. What pick would you want most? Well, I think we kind of talked about that a little bit. I would like to trade back into um, the top, the, probably like the top 15, because if you can get a 7, 15, and 22, I mean, look, the goal for me is for the Flyers to not lose any of their first-round picks and to add more. I think if you can get, if you can keep your 7th and get into the top 15 and keep your 22, that's um it's an amazing start to a rebuild um that's where i i am with that that's um that's awesome okay um that's it for the questions or not because all the rest of them are kind of repetitive that has to do with and we kind of already talked about that but uh okay so zach thanks for joining me man i'm looking forward to next week because uh we might be doing some emergency shows too before the draft who knows if there's any trades that happen then we're gonna hop on here but you know zach's having tomorrow could you never know? Could be tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. Um, Zach's having a draft party, and I'm looking forward to attending that. I'm sure Zach is going to have nothing but food and hookers, and it's going to be a lot of fun. You damn right. <laughs> um, so I'm, we're looking forward to the to the draft party. We're getting excited um, for sure. It's the you know the official start of this massive rebuild of the franchise starts next week, and we're looking forward to it. Um, all right, so. For Zach D. Francesco, I am Chris D. Francesco. Check me out on Twitter at Chris D. Fran 3. And uh, we're getting really excited, man. Next week's going to be awesome. 
Cannot wait. NHL draft is always a fun time. Um, it's on ESPN for those who don't know. Night one's on ESPN. Night two is on NHL Network. So just to let you guys know that, I'm not sure many people know. I found that out today. So how about that? All right, um, everybody, I'll talk to you guys maybe tomorrow, sometime this weekend, next week, but for sure at some point. Uh, you guys will hear us in the next week. Um, have a great rest of your week and weekend, and we'll catch you guys down the road. Have a good one. Bye-bye.